Woods looking for new security. You know the guys that just, they never smile, whatever you do, what do you call them? Simon Cowell? Um, <laughs> fooled you. Next, new Ellen from America's Got Talent, Simon Cowell. Plus, Jason Mraz with Megan Trainer, And from life itself, Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I want you to go home and not be able to talk, and people are like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, I went to Ellen yesterday. Ellen, new season today at 3 on NBC5. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Christy Whitman. She is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and the New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. She has appeared on the Today Show, The Morning Show, and her work has been featured in People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Hollywood Live, and Teenage Folk. Christy is also the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. She has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, speeches, and coaching sessions. Her life-changing message reaches over 200,000 people a month. Christy and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and her latest book, Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. Good morning, Christy. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Johnny. Hello to to you. I'm very excited to be here, so thank you for having me on. I'm doing great. Thank you. Wonderful. It is a pleasure to have you on the air with me. Quantum success is a very compelling read. Love the powerful concept. Congratulations on its release next Tuesday, September 25th. I was so excited being able to get the advanced copy, and I love it. I'm confident it will be another bestseller. Oh, thank you so much. I, you know, I hope it, it touches a lot of people's lives, no matter where they are in their journey with their career and, and even understanding universal laws, that it can um, help you the next step and, and uh, really help you create a better, more loving, uh, prosperous, you know, more fun relationship with your career and also be able to attract money that you want to live the life that you want. So thank you. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. And by the way, we have the whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that. It could, that could take that question alone could take the whole hour. Um, in a, in a nutshell, I mean, I was you know born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona. I had a pretty uh, pretty normal life in the sense that um, you know I I I never really had to. Our family had a lot of things, but what I was programmed with, if you want to look at it that way, was lack and limitation. Um, my mom, no matter how much money my dad made, no matter how much he did, you know, no matter what she had in her life, it was never enough. And so I didn't realize it, as most of us don't, that from a very, very, very young age, I was getting programmed in limitations and lack. Um, and, you know, my dad had his own as well. So as I grew up and had my life experience, you know, anything I accomplished, anything I did, 
nothing ever satisfied me. Nothing ever fulfilled me. And so I remember living, you know, I graduated Arizona State University and moved to Chicago and I'm living in this big city. And at one point it was like a moment of, of taking stock of my life. And I went, wow, I'm working for the second largest wine company in the world. Um, you know, I'm managing six states for on-premise, which mm-hmm. is bars, restaurants, hotels. And I was 24 at the time. And I remember feeling like, you know, I had my ideal body, I had money in the bank, I didn't have any debt, you know, and I was living in a great brownstone in Wrigleyville, my best girlfriend. So life looked really great, you know, but um, I felt so unfulfilled. I felt so empty. And it was that feeling of like, is this all there is? I mean, you know, achieving things and attaining them and then that's it. There's something missing. And in that something missing, I started seeking and um, I started seeking where where is the fulfillment? What is this really all about? And through a, a bunch of different circumstances and events, I ended up in California, and I met a woman who was actually a hairdresser, and she had such a light about her, such a such a way about her that it was like I just kept looking at her, and I'm like there was such a joy that it just it was almost like bubbles of joy just exuded off of her. And I had to ask her, it was almost like one of those, you know, when Harry met Sally moments, like I'll have what she's having, you know, um, it was like, Janine, what do you do? And she said that she meditates and that she, you know, does this form of meditation and, and, you know, I needed to go talk to her meditation teacher because she changed her life and da, da, da. So, I mean, I was calling Melanie as I was walking out of the salon and um, the first session that I had with Melanie, she said something that literally rocked me to my core and, and changed my life. Now, today we hear this all the time, but back then, this was 20-something years ago, when right. she said, your thoughts create your reality, I, I just took a step back and went, <laughs> what? Like, that makes so much sense to me. That's so much, that is truth to me. Like I, I, somewhere in my, I don't know how I know this to be true, but I do. And then the next thought was, oh crap. <laughs> because I, I start paying attention to my thoughts and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's not a, that's not a good place. Um, it's not a, mm-hmm. it's not, not a nice neighborhood in here. So I started realizing how I viewed the world, how I viewed myself, how I viewed other people. And I was constantly criticizing, you know, uh, judging, just being jealous and competitive of everybody else and had that moment of like, oh, my God, I've become my mother, you know, and <laughs> could easily see that in her, but didn't see that. I thought I thought I felt, you know, most of my life I was trying to defend myself from becoming her yeah. that I didn't realize that I became her. Um and so I had to start changing my thoughts. And how did I do that? I started changing my words, the things that I was saying to myself, about myself, about the world, about my, you know, people in my life. Really started being mindful about that. Changing, you know, how when I would look at something and ask myself, I started really diving into, well, what what are thought processes that are rooted in lack and what are thought processes mm-hmm. that are rooted in positivity? And one by one, I just started to change them. And this just led me on a very long, you know, journey that I'm still on. And, um, you know, about five years into changing my thoughts, meditating, I was uh, meditating one night, as I do every night before I go to bed, and I saw a visual of a book cover, 
and it said perfect pictures by Christy Whitman and had the exact <laughs> like, you know, Arizona sunset on it. And, and I was like, well, that's really interesting. I've never written a book. So that mm-hmm. night I went to sleep, didn't think that much and much of it. And at one Oh five in the morning, I was woken up just literally, it felt like someone was talking in my ear and no matter what I did, I would try to roll over and it was like the voice kept talking. So I got mm-hmm. up and I just started writing down what I was hearing and for seven nights in a row, 105 in the morning, I was getting these downloads. And that became my first book. And mm-hmm. through that, I started speaking in spiritual bookstores and churches. And people started asking me, do I coach? And again, mm-hmm. this is you know a while ago, 17 years ago, something like that. And I, I had no idea there was this thing called life coaching. And, and uh, so I was intrigued and I would help people. And it felt so great. And I, it felt so good to see and watch them get results that I became, I started doing that um, part-time while I was also working in corporate America as a pharmaceutical rep. So about 11 years ago, I went full-time into my coaching, and I haven't looked back since. It's been an amazing journey, and I'm so grateful that I get to do what I do. And I've had two New York Times best-selling books, that, which means that a lot of people have read it and their lives have been affected by it, which feels amazing. So um, yeah, it's it's been a it's been quite a journey, and I'm very grateful that I found, I attracted, I you know I was calling to me, myself the universal laws, and that's why I'm so thrilled to talk with you today, Johnny, and you know to be able to share this information in quantum success. Well, thank you. That was a wonderful share on your end. When was the first time you asked yourself, "What is my purpose?" I know that we have that conversations in our head all the time, right? Especially, sounds like you are a goal-getter, a type A, and it's not a bad type, per se. There's no bad type out there. It doesn't matter whether you're type B, C, or whatever that is. But in a way, we have this conversations, I need to do that. I need to do this. So when did that first conversation really sort of narrow you down to, this is my purpose, this is my calling? Well, I remember it. It was interesting because I was I was a pharmaceutical rep. I was making great money. I was making well over $100,000 a year. I was having a lot of success. I was married, um, you know, living in my dream home. Like I just had all the success that I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. But yet, again, at a diff- even deeper, different level, it was a feeling of like, okay, so I do this job. I make great money. For what? Like what is the purpose of all this? And I've had different levels and layers of that as I've gone through in the last 20 years for sure. But I remember the moment, and I I talk about this in Quantum Success, I remember the Mm -hmm. moment feeling like I'm doing this job, I'm creating such amazing career success by applying what I I now teach, the universal laws, but what's my real purpose here? And so because I didn't know that and because I also knew about essence, that if you really want to create something, you have to find the feeling place of it. And I didn't have that feeling of like, oh, I'm on purpose. So I started to feel what it would feel like to be on purpose. I started to Mm -hmm. meditate and connect with the energy of purpose and imagine me being purposeful in what I was doing. Now, I didn't know what the form of that purpose was. I was a pharmaceutical right. rep living in Redding, California, but I would I would bring in that feeling of just feeling so aligned and so connected, and, and everything I did was just from a place of purpose. And it was around that time that my book came through me that I started you know, becoming a coach, 
And everything, I just kept grounding that feeling of purpose inside of me. And now I can say that what I do in the form of coaching, speaking, writing, you know, healing, all the things that I do, I'm fully on purpose. And the best way I could describe it is what came to me during that time is that I'm a light worker. And Mm -hmm. I'm here to... I'm here to help people not only, and myself first to release the dark, to bring in more light. So we might, might say to release the lack and limitation, to bring in abundance and prosperity, to release the lower level bounded stuff, to release the freedom and to be more aligned. And at the time, like I said, I didn't know what the form was. It just manifested for me in these particular forms. So if someone is wanting to know, like I feel empty in what I'm doing it's, yeah. it's a matter of starting to connect with what does purpose feel like without knowing how or what it looks like in the outer world, what the form is. Start conjuring up the feeling of what would it feel like, pretend, imagine what it would feel like to be on purpose and start to connect with that on a consistent basis. And then it comes natural. And then because of law of attraction and the universal laws, mm-hmm. the forms will present itself. And then it, that's what I talk about in the book, it's alignment and momentum. So in order to create the forms, we need to take the momentum. We need to take the physical action to, you know, whatever the alignment shows us, whatever the inspiration gives us. The first step is always revealed and we need to take it. It might be buying a book. It might be writing Mm -hmm. an email. It might be making that phone call. It might be getting on a plane to go to a meeting, you know, going to an interview. We don't know what the first step is, but when you align and then the first step will be revealed will be revealed and when you take it then the next step is revealed and the next step is revealed and then one day you find yourself going wow i love what i do and i get to make great money doing it and i'm you know i'm on purpose doing it so true where does fear fit into the equation well fear is one of many emotions that we have mm-hmm. you know as a human being and fear is, is, you know, something that for me, you know, like the Course in Miracles talks about there's either only two primary emotions, there's fear and love. For me, I equate everything, there's either lack or abundance. Because one of the laws I talk about is the law of sufficiency and abundance. So if we are in fear, we are fearing something. So fear doesn't just pop up, right? It's like it, we're fearing something. Either we're projecting right. something into the future or we're getting ignited by something that happened in the past we're we're definitely just we're we're ignited and that it, that ignition if you will is coming from some form of lack our mind our beliefs our perspective is rooted in not enoughness or shortage lack of some kind so when you dig deeper with what is the fear about you know, you can use emotions. We're not we're not very mm-hmm. good as human beings, and we haven't been educated on how to how to work with and use our emotions. If you feel like a whoosh of fear come over you, it's like okay, listen to yourself. I'll I'll give you a perfect example. I was mm-hmm. getting a massage. I get a massage every Saturday. It's kind of like my Christie time. It's my reward for mm-hmm. myself. And I was getting a ma- massage one a couple, many years ago, maybe three or four years ago. And I was laying there and just having this fantastic massage. And all of a sudden, I felt this amazing anxiety came over and just came over me. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, getting a massage, why would I be feeling this anxiety? So I started to, because I know how to do this. I've been doing it a long time. I started going into the anxiety and what is the anxiety about? And it was really about fear. And I went deeper. I'm like, all right, what is the fear about? And it, the, a voice said to me, you've used it all up. And so I'm like, I've used what all up? You've used mm-hmm. your, all of your success up. 
And so it was like as if success was a pie and I've eaten mm-hmm. up all my pie and there's no more left, right? And mm-hmm. so I was just finding that place within me that where my mind was telling me, my mind was rooted in, this is, la- this is, this is the limits, there's no more. And I was able to then bring in a different conversation and energy and, and let it know that I don't just have a pie, I've got a bakery, I can make as many pies as I want. <laughs> there is no limits on, you know, on my right. success. And then starting to feel that, and as soon as I started to feel the alignment and the expansion of that, that fear went away, that lack thought went away, and I haven't had it ever since. So that's the power of working with energy, of working with emotions. Emotions, like fear, are energy in motion. We can either suppress it, depress it, look away from it, avoid it, um, you know, do things like vices to, to try to get away from it. But if we just face it and say, wow, I'm, I'm feeling fear right now, what is that fear mm-hmm. about? It gives us great communication about how we move you know, towards what we want or away from what we want. That's true. Very true. You mentioned about love just now. So how does the energy of love contribute to the manifestation journey? Well, as I write in Quantum Success, there's like the scale of emotions. So fear is on the, the lower end of the emotional scale, and love is the highest vibration in the universe. So when you are in a place of love, not from like a, if you do this, then I'll love you, not a conditional human thing that we know, but just the mm-hmm. energy and essence of love. Everything is birthed from love. And you get there through, like one of the things I was talking about is the law of sufficiency and abundance. The way you get into abundance is by being satisfied, looking for the positive aspects, having gratitude. And gratitude, like love, is one of the highest vibrations in the universe. So that's some of the ways that you can get into the energy of love. But love, when you are truly in the space, just the energy of feeling, um, some might call it love, some might call it appreciation or gratitude, Mm -hmm. when you're in that space, you're very magnetic to all the things that you want. Very, very true. So what are the seven essential laws you apply to yourself? (laughs) <laughs> so I'll go ahead I'll go ahead and list them and then um share a little bit about them. I mean this is sure. th- this is going to be just like a very cliff note version if you will. So yes. the first one first one I think a lot of people have heard about because there was the movie, the book, The Secret mm-hmm. and um that's the law of attraction. And the best way to think of law of attraction is that, you know, each one of us in our physical bodies are like energy towers sending out a signal all day every day. And what we know from quantum physics, from modern science is that everything is energy from the desk to the Mm -hmm. computer to the human being. Everything has atoms, molecules, there's a space between it. We live in a vibrational universe. And so when we say something, when we think something, when we have an emotion that we're either processing or not, all of these are signals that flow out as waves of energy, of, as vibrations that go out into the universe. And the universal law, law of attraction, and why I say universal law is because it doesn't matter if your name's Johnny or Christy or if you live in Canada or the United States or if you're a man or a woman, it's universal. It's like gravity. It doesn't say, ooh, I like you and I don't like you. It works for every single person, every single time, in every single situation. So what we send out in how we ignite a um, transmission of energy that goes out, that creates a connection with like energies. Mm -hmm. And so we get back. So it's like a boomerang. What you send out comes back to you. That's law of attraction. 
So it, it's not so much law of attraction. I hear law of attraction doesn't work. Well, no, it's working all the time. It's us that needs to learn more about our own energies and what we're sending out because law of attraction is always fair. It's always just. It's always giving us what we're sending out, whether we're aware of it or not. So that's the thing is people get like, well, you know, I didn't ask for this. Well, no, you didn't mm-hmm. deliberately ask for this. You know, you didn't deliberately want to go through a divorce or get into debt or you didn't ask for that. It's not what you're asking for, but your energy, your thought process, your your old beliefs, your limitations are still communication that goes out to the universe and says, I want more of that. And that's what you get back. So that's law of attraction. Exciting part is law number two, which is the law of deliberate creation, is that when you learn that you actually have an effect on what you create in your life, you can then change your thoughts. You can then be mindful of what you say. You can watch your words. You can take a different action. You can think differently, hold a different perspective, process an emotion, choose an emotion, choose how you're going to feel. All these are ways that you apply the law of deliberate creation because when you mm-hmm. are in um, alignment with yourself, when you have such self-realization, self-awareness, then you can be, you know, ooh, I don't want to think thoughts of lack. I want to think thoughts of abundance. And then you start to think thoughts of abundance. You start to say things that are going to build wealth instead of repel money from you. Um, so that's the law of deliberate creation is that we as a human being have the complete ability to deliberately create what we want and and then manifest it because we're sending out the, the signals to the universe, which law of attraction will then send us back. All these laws work together like a puzzle piece. It's amazing. What I like about the first law and the second law, the way you put it is that the first law, the information's out there. Are you having the right antenna? You mentioned just now about the lady not getting the signal. I didn't ask for this, <laughs> but the signals were out there. And the second law in this case, is you are able to process the first law and create what you want out of this whole thing. Yes. We, we become sure. empowered, and we also t- start taking responsibility for our lives. And the cool thing is, is that when you realize w- one of the most empowering things that I got out of it, because I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up not knowing this information, but now yeah. when something happens, whether good, bad, or indifferent, I can say I created that with the help, of course, with the universe. It's not like here I am alone on this rock spinning. And I created it. You know, it was, it was <laughs> universal forces came through me, and I co-created it with the divine. But in in a situation, it's like okay, interesting. I created something that is contrast. It's something I mm-hmm. don't want, and then I'm able to deliberately choose how I want you know this to turn out, how I want it to be different, how I want it to you know end up kind of thing and not play a victim to oh you know it, it's like that movie bruce almighty you know it's like <laughs> oh I'm an, I'm an i'm an ant and god's you know god's picking on me kind of thing it's it's nobody's a victim to circumstances and when we start to know that and understand that and look at our lives as a reflection of the energy that we're giving out it becomes really exciting because the only thing we really can control is ourselves and we we can't control anything out of outside of us, but most of us are trying to control everything outside of us, the people, the circumstances, the situations, the events, and we're wasting all our energy and effort trying to move around all these things outside of ourselves when the only true thing that we actually have control over and influence over is our own um, being, our own thoughts, perspectives, emotions, all that. So, so true. Um, very, very yes, true. Yeah. By the way... You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. 
Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Christy Whitman. She is a transformational leader, a celebrity coach, and the New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. Christy is also the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. She has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, speeches, and coaching sessions. Her life-changing messages reach over 200,000 people a month. Christy and I are having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and her latest book, Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. Well, Christy, so far it's been very, very exciting. I love the fact that you talk about law of attraction, creation. One of the things in your book that you talk about, and this is again to come back to sort of reemphasize of the how the manifestation of things that happens around us. I noticed that you mentioned Dr. Masaru Emoto, The Hidden Messages of Water. I love that yes. book. It's amazing. I think it changed and shifted so much consciousness and awareness of how exactly what we're talking about is that mm-hmm. energy that you give out when you, you know, like Mamoto um, wrote in his book, you know, it's like when you send loving blessings to the water that you drink, you actually are taking in positivity, you know, and, and one of the things that I actually do almost every day is I write out affirmations. I've got a stack of papers mm-hmm. on my desk, and I put my water bottles on it so that they – it sounds kind of fun- funky, but it's like <laughs> the energy of the water k- picks up those affirmations, and then I'm drinking in those affirmations. And, um, you know, because what, how you – what that book did was it showed how negativity actually – negative thoughts actually affect the crystals – because we're talking again, mm-hmm. everything's vibration, everything's energy. It affects the crystals of the water, either positively, and, and, and it looked really beautiful, like a beautiful snowflake, or really negative, like almost like a cancer cell. So, I mean, just the whole thing of water, and we're mostly water, right. you know, and, and every part of us is affected that way. But he just did obviously the, you know, the experiments on water. So it's it's truly amazing to see that. It, it is scientifically they're showing it now, and quantum physics has said this for a long time that everything is energy and everything is vibration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So, what is law number three? Law number three is the law of allowing. And so, the best way to know if you're in the law of allowing is that you feel open, you feel expanded, you feel good. If you feel constricted, if you feel bad, if you're stuck in lower level emotions, you're not in a space of allowing. And allowing is essential to creating what we want. Allowing is essential to aligning, which in quantum success, I talk about there's really two most important things. It's the secret sauce to creating what, you know, quantum success in any aspect of your life is alignment and momentum. And when you're aligned, you're in an allowing space. So the fourth law is the law of sufficiency and abundance. So for me, this is the law, that if you learn this law, apply this law, this is the one that you don't have to try to apply all seven at once. You learn and apply the law of sufficiency and abundance, and it makes all the other ones fall into place. So law of sufficiency and abundance says that everything in the universe is abundant. You can look at nature, trees, grass, you know, sand, water. Everything is in abundance. But most people don't know this information, and they're in an abundance of lack. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there are two poles, and that's one of the other laws, the law of polarity. On one side of the pole, there's, there's lack, and on the other side, there's abundance. And the doorway in the middle to get into abundance is sufficiency, is finding the positive aspects, being satisfied and okay or at least grateful for what you have right now while being excited for, for creating more while being in the place of wanting to create what you want, not from a place of, oh, I don't have it and my life sucks and I, I'm desperate and needy and, and that type of thing because that's lack. So it's a navigation between if I feel bad, mm-hmm. you know you're in lack. If you feel good, you're in abundance. And however you feel in any given subject in your life is an indication of where you are on that scale. So laws of I have a whole entire course on the law of sufficiency and abundance because it's you know there, there's thought patterns mm-hmm. that we have as far as like being competitive with someone else, being envious or jealous, walking into a situation and seeing all the things that are wrong and bad instead of what's right and good. I mean the list goes on and on. And as and when we start to shift those patterns of thought, our lives opens up in amazing ways because now we're in the law of allowing, we're allowing, we're in the space of pure potentiality, we're completely playing that law of deliberate creation, choosing to be on abundance and not lack. Law of attraction kicks in. We're in the space of law of detachment. We, you know, we're on the pole mm-hmm. of abundance, so all the laws fit together. So just quickly, um, the fifth law is the law of detachment, which is huge, being able to surrender the how, the what, the who, the where, all that stuff. Um, the law of pure potentiality that if you think it, if you have an idea that comes into your head, the only one that can give you that idea is God, goddess, all that is, universe, I mean, mm-hmm. the giver. And if there is that an idea in your mind, there's the pure potentiality to create that, even if we don't know what the how, the who, the what, all that stuff is. And then there's, of course, the law of polarity that here on planet Earth as a human being having a human experience, there's the front of the hand, the back of the hand. There's up, there's down, there's right, there's left. Everything comes in, you know, there's extreme cold, extreme extreme heat. Um, Everything really is, you could think of something like money, for example. That's a subject, but there's complete spectrum of energies on that pole. There's the whole side of lack, lack of money, all the way to an abundance of money. So um, we have to decide on what pole we are on any given subject. And if we feel bad about when we think about money, we're in lack. Mm-hmm. If we feel good when we think about money, we're in abundance. So those very, are the seven essential laws. <laughs> <laughs> They're wonderful. It's interesting enough, I've always told people that when I go on and speak and I said, this is what's going to happen. 60% of the things I'm going to be talking about, you already know. Yeah. We're focusing on the other 40%. And out of the 40%, the 20% that you're going to hear, you already heard it from your friends or you kind of heard it on the news. You're sort of reluctant in terms of doing anything about it. And then the last 20% is the actual meat of something totally new and different that's transformational. But bear in mind that 20% carries so much weight that in an equilibrium equation, that 20% weighs as much as the rest of the 80%. And that's what puts yeah. you over the top. Yeah. So what you're talking about is just beautiful in terms of that. And that brings me to, of course, you have all these courses that you've been teaching over the years and so forth. Why write Quantum Success? 
Well, it's interesting you're asking me that, Johnny, because I don't go and just go, okay, today I'm going to write about quantum success. <laughs> um, my, it's, it's interesting, because even after my books hit the New York Times, I have my literary agents coming to me saying, okay, what's mm-hmm. next? And I'm like, I don't know, I haven't been given an assignment yet. And they're like, what? Yeah. Write, write your next book. And I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. When I get the download, that's when mm-hmm. I write my next book. So Quantum right. Success came to me literally at 3 o'clock in the morning on a cruise ship. I was in a family suite with my family. I had no place to go because my husband was in our bedroom, my son was on the couch, and my other son was in a little bedroom. So the only place to go was a bathroom. And, um, you know, even if you have a nice suite on a cruise ship, the bathrooms are not very uh, big. Mm-hmm. So I padded up some towels on the floor, grabbed my journal, grabbed my pen, because I've gone this through, the, I've had this rodeo happen before, been to that rodeo. <laughs> so um, I got on the, literally on the, on the floor, and for three hours, my arm was not my own. It was just downloading through me. So mm-hmm. information, the stories, the processes, the concepts, just everything was coming through. And obviously, when I got back um, from my cruise, I then started, you know, filling out the stories and filling out the concepts. And um, thank God I have an amazing editor that can um, put my my thoughts into a, a form that actually uh, shows up as a book. And um, and and so that's why this this book it was a download, just like you know, just like the art of having it all and perfect pictures and all my other books. Mhm, mhm. Very very interesting. I have to tell you. In all the books that I've read, authors that I've interviewed on my show, and they are wonderful, wonderful people, you are the first one that actually, in the dedication page, you thank my divine as my CEO. And I thought that was really very interesting because we know we are the conduit for all those wonderful things that we're supposed to do on this earth to share and how can we be of service to others. But sometimes we're reluctant in saying that not knowing if people might be thinking that we're off in a tangent somewhere. Yes. Well, I, I truly know in all the years that I've been doing this work on myself and, and aligning and creating momentum and creating the success, mm-hmm. I, I could not create the massive success that I have in my life if it wasn't for connecting with the energy that flows, that creates worlds honestly. And when I um, just step aside and say that I'm literally obedient to when I get those downloads, um, Mm -hmm. I put myself aside and and I do whatever I need to do to take that inspired information and then take the momentum. Because the divine can come and give me all the the information and give me the inspiration, Mm -hmm. give me the ideas, but it's me as the co-creative partner with that non-physical energy that has to do something. The, the divine can't send an email. The divine can't actually write <laughs> something down, right? So right. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a co-creative partner in, in that, and I'm happy to be because it's like the more I listen, the more I am dedicated, the more I, I serve, the more I'm devoted to that, um, the more my life turns out to be just almost like a living dream. So. It's very interesting. That brings me to the next question in terms of how important is it for us to truly understand that we are the creator of our life's journey? Oh, it's essential. I mean, you know, when when we as a human being can understand that we're not just, you know, randomly um, creating the things in our life, when we can understand that we uh, we are part of the creator. I mean, we were birthed from the creator and we are creators 
And whether we're, you know, a kid creating a Lego set or we're, you know, an adult creating a book or a dance routine or a piece of music or, you know, a a strategy for a sales session or whatever industry that we're in, when we allow ourselves to get in touch with that creative energy, um, Mm -hmm. we, we feel powerful because we all love to create things. You know, whether it's a garden or a knitting something, it, there's a part of us that just thrives and feels expansive when we're creating something. And, you know, there's so many of us that listen to the, the mind that tells us that we're not enough or that we're limited and that we can't have what it takes or that, you know, we don't know how to do it. So there's, you know, there goes that idea kind of thing. And when we listen to more of that voice than the voice of that we are here as a conduit for the creator and that we are so creative ourselves. I mean, that's when our lives become juicy and fun and full of joy and, and, and we get to experience just so much freedom and expansion. It's, it's so, it's so empowering to know who you really are. There, there's no other feeling like it. It's true. I mentioned to you just now, and I used the word, how may I be of service? It's not so much how may I be of service to you as a client, and as we understand we are the conduit, it's how may I be of service to the divine to really be at optimum level. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, us as a human being, one of the things I talk about in quantum success is a concept of self-regulating. And that means how do we take care of ourselves? And, you know, so many people know that we need to eat well and we need to sleep and we need to move our bodies and we need to drink lots of, you know, drink water. And, you know, and there's other concepts of I could take it even further. You know, we can uh, we need to meditate and, um, you know, get get maybe pampered or, you know, spend guy time or spend girl time. I mean, there's certain things that we know as human beings that make us feel good. And the more that we feel good inside of our own physical bodies, the easier it is you know to to feel this connection and this alignment if we're eating poorly all day long say that we're just eating fast foods and you know we're we're not feeding our our bodies our cells that are are literally energy that are waiting to receive good nutrients we don't feel good we feel sluggish or if we're hyper caffeinated or you know some of the things maybe drink too much alcohol or whatever it is when we're not taking care of ourselves it lowers our vibration. And when it lowers our vibration, we don't feel well. And when we don't feel well, it's hard to say, ooh, let me create, you know, let me let me live my best life. I mean, we just don't even mm-hmm. feel that. That conversation doesn't even enter into our minds because it's like we're just trying to get through the day. I'm just trying to keep my eyes awake so I don't fall asleep at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so I need some more sugar to keep me, you know, or I need some more caffeine, right. you know. That's true. Very true. Your book talks a great deal about vision. Why is holding a vision the first step in seeding one's success? It's a big why. You know, first of all, we we have these different capacities, these mental capacities that we've been given with. And one of our mental capacities is to be able to imagine, to visualize, right? And that's mm-hmm. part of being the co-creative with the divine is to think about, wow, what, I, what would I like to write about all this and also in the art of having it all? What would I love in each aspect of my life? What would be like having it all, is another way of saying it, in each aspect of my life? So in quantum success, we're narrowing it towards career and finances. So having a big vision of what would my career life look like? What would service look like? 
when we allow ourselves to create this huge, big vision, it expands us. And it's really not necessarily about the vision. It's that who we become in the process of attaining the vision. It's the spiritual Mm -hmm. expansion. And that's really the first step is because when we have a big enough why, when we have a why that's bigger than ourselves, we, we feel this uh, expansion. We feel driven by it. We feel, um, you know, led by it. And mm-hmm. when you can create a bigger vision than who you are, you understand that you're serving something much bigger than yourself. That's true. Your book also talks about emotional channel surfing. I love mm. that coin. <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah, so, you know, the gamble I gave, and I'm going to totally age myself now, what, you know, in the 70s when I was a kid, not like today, right, when we wanted to watch TV, <laughs> we actually had to get up and, and, believe it or not, change the dial, right? So right. if I'm, you know, if there's a Western on TV and I know that Charlie's Angels is coming on, right, I got to get off my butt and I got to go over. <laughs> it was very deliberate. I had to go over and I had to actually do, 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 change the dial, right? Now it's mm-hmm. like, you know, there's a, we have remotes and all these other, you know, nifty Apple TVs and all these other things. But this, the concept is still the same. We have to change the channel if we want to get on the frequency of what we want to receive so we can watch it or if we're in our car, listen to it, whether it's radio or serious or whatever it is, so that we are the ones that tune into the channel. Well, our emotions are the exact same thing. If we look at our careers and we're like watching our careers as if it was a movie or if it was a radio station, is it the mm-hmm. doom and gloom? Is it the, I, you know, <laughs> is I, no matter what I do, like, is it the country western, no matter what I do, I can't seem to get a, you know, head <laughs> kind of <laughs> station, you know, or is it, or is it like, oh, you know, the, the like fantastic, fun, amazing, you know, Mm -hmm. what kind of channel are are you listening to? What kind of channel are you focused on? What are you watching? What are you visualizing? And we get to choose. We get to choose the emotions, the essence. We get to choose the vibrational channel, the emotional channel is another way of saying it, that what we Mm want to live on. So do we want to live in prosperity channel in our careers or do we want to live in the lack and limitation channel and we're the ones that get to choose it we're the ones that get to change it we don't have to be victims of if if you're listening and you've had just oh my gosh so much no matter what you've done you can't seem to get ahead in your career no matter what you've done maybe you've created success but you feel you're stuck or maybe you created massive success but it's gone away you know no matter what your circumstances are we always have this moment right now it's like pushing a reset button going and just going change the channel and i always recommend because to get our physical (laughs) bodies you know involved in the in the process is reach out in front of you like you're gonna change a channel whether it's you know putting Mm -hmm. something on the remote or dialing but changing something and saying and making a decision making a choice making an intention to say i'm no longer on this channel anymore i'm going to choose and i'm going to tune to the prosperity channel i'm going to choose to i'm i'm going to turn into the purpose channel the you know the Mm -hmm. prosperity Mm -hmm. channel the joy channel whatever it is we get to choose that very very interesting you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. My guest is Christy Whitman. She is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and the New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. Christy is also the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. 
She has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their goals through her empowerment seminar, speeches, and coaching sessions. Her life-changing message reached over 200,000 people a month. Christy and I are having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and her latest book, Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Christy, why is understanding the law of detachment important? I know you talk about the polarity. So let's talk about the law of detachment because that is crucial in success, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It's it's a surrendering process. It's a letting go process. And sometimes it's, you know, when you're having your vision of what you want, um, sometimes we can't see the how or the what or the who. And we have to let go of the things. We have to detach from those things that make us feel anxious. I always give an example of, you know, I knew that when I was single that I wanted to create a significant relationship in my life and I wanted to get married and wanted to have kids because having a you know relationship is important to me. And I also was attached to the kind of qualities that I would have in a, in this certain part, you know, my, my husband mm-hmm. or this, you know, boyfriend. And, um, but, but, he wasn't in my life yet. So, you know, I had to detach from, well, when was he coming? Who was he going to be? What was he going to look like? How was it going to happen? All of that stuff. Anytime that entered into my head, like, well, where is he? When's he coming? Who is he? Is it that guy? You know, all that stuff I had to completely just detach from. Um, some things are good to be attached to. I had, I'm attached to the vision. I'm attached to, um, you know, the fact that I did want this person in my life. And yet I had to detach from all the details of it. And a lot of times we have to detach from the things that we've already brought in our lives. We might have a very toxic relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be, you know, a, a, someone with coworker that we see. It could be a boss. It could be a job. You know, there's some things that we don't have to put up with. And in order to bring something new in, we need to, to detach emotionally from those things and start focusing on something different. So detachment goes on all levels. It, it could be just an emotional detachment. It could be a mental detachment. When you detach from thoughts and limitations of, you know, uh, thoughts of lack and limitation mm-hmm. and you change to abundance, you're detaching from those negative lower level thoughts and bringing in new ones. So detachment is a very key part in law in our process of creation. Very interesting. In talking to a lot of people, I realize that all of us have this sort of challenges in our lives at different times in our life. How do we get over that challenge that sort of able to take the first step and focusing on the glasses half full versus half empty? Well, it's interesting because Einstein said that years ago, well, many years ago, obviously, because he's no longer around, but um, (laughs) when he was alive, um, he said that you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created the problem. You you can't create a solution with the same mind that created the problem. So one of the first things that we have to do is if we're looking at what I call contrast. So contrast is things that situations, circumstances, events, relationships, whatever it is, contrast is something we don't want, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be late for work. I don't want to gain weight. I don't want to lose my keys. I don't want to get a divorce. It's all on what we don't want. And, oh, this thing happened. This person was rude. That's contrast. This, you know, a car accident, whatever. It could be from something very small to something very big. Contrast is just what we don't want. It's the problem, right? And we cannot get out of the contrast if we're focused on the contrast. 
So the first mm-hmm. thing we have to do is ask ourselves, what do I want? Instead of this contrast, what do I want? Why do I want it? And how do I actually want to feel? Because anything we actually want, whether it's a new car, more career success, more money in the bank, getting out of debt, a new partner, doesn't matter what it is. We want it because we think we're going to feel a certain way when we get it. We're either going to get something or we're going to avoid something. We, we think we're, we're, we're putting all of our emotions on this thing. When I have this, then I'll feel this. And that's the mistake that most of us have been uh, programmed with. We, we programmed with this outside-in approach to life. If I just get mm-hmm. the promotion, then I'll be this. It, then I'll be important. Then I'll be significant. Then I'll be enough. If I just make this much money, then I'll feel powerful. If I get that house, then I'll feel successful. Whatever it is, we're projecting out all of our emotions and feelings and, and satisfaction and fulfillment outside of ourselves. But what happens? We make more money. It's like, oh. Well, that didn't do it. So now I need to make more. Maybe it's more money. Maybe I need to add another zero. Maybe if I add another zero, then I'll finally feel happy. You know, and so it's people are chasing the stuff, which stuff is great. I live in a beautiful, right. gorgeous house. I drive a great car, you know, love pretty shoes, all that stuff. It, but it's our attachment. And there's that detachment again. There's our attachment to those things giving us the feeling. So what do you want? Why do you want it? And how do you want to feel? And when you can identify how you do want to feel, the essence that I want to feel on purpose, I want to feel free, I want to feel joy, I want to feel prosperous, I want to feel secure, I want to feel fulfilled, Mm -hmm. and start to bring in that feeling. You are now completely off the contrast. You forgot about the contrast. Now you're on a totally different conversation. You're in a different wavelength. You're creating a different energy. And law of attraction goes in to start creating that with you. So huge. It's it's huge to pivot when you're in a place of what you don't want, when you're in the problem. I'm so glad you brought up the word pivot. That brings me to this thought. You're obviously a self-motivated person. You're extremely learned person and you're an experiential person because you've been through it all so that you can really speak from the heart. Now, you know that we have the average Joe and including myself in many ways, situationally, we are caught in this sort of the melodrama of taking that very first step. Do you have any recommendation for people like us? Well, let me just tell you, I am people like you, and I still am people <laughs> like you. So, so I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm not a guru or anything like that. I just teach what I learned in my own life. I'm a normal person, and I have mm-hmm. you know, my own nor- normal negative and limitations that I still just am very committed to changing and shifting. And the first place I started was with the mm-hmm. language that I used, with, with really watching your words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, instead of saying, for example, I can't afford this, say it's not a financial priority for me. My kids just yesterday was so funny. We were driving <laughs> to school, and my, and my son, Maxim, he's, he just turned eight yesterday, and he loves the car, the Bugatti, of course, the most expensive mm-hmm. car there is, right? And he goes, Mom, could you buy a Bugatti? And I said, you know what, Max, I could buy a Bugatti, but we would all have to live inside of the Bugatti. You guys wouldn't be able to go to a private school anymore, and we probably wouldn't be able to eat. But yes, I could buy it. So right now, the Bugatti is not a financial priority for me. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, no, Max, I can't afford a Bugatti. Mm-hmm. It's a very different energy, and it's, and it's a very fun place to play instead of, no, I can't afford that, right? 
versus, right. yeah, that, I could do that <laughs> if I, you know, it's like, that's just not a financial priority for me right now. I love the way you put it, because that comes back to Dr. Masaru concept in terms of those are the languages, the words that you speak to yourself, because that prepares you in a positive way. I mean, when we are using self-criticism, oh, God, you're such an idiot. Why did you do that? I mean, <laughs> oh, pulling down the negativity and what we're putting into our bodies and the, and the effects yeah. that it have on all the cells in our body versus, okay, so what did we learn from this? All right, so we'll, be, we'll do this next time, right? It's, it's a matter of how are you speaking to yourself? Right. How are you, you know, how are you um, speaking about the things in the situation? The fact that people have problems is it's not a problem. It's, it's not a problem with the problem. It's a thinking problem. We think there's mm-hmm. a problem. But when you come from a place that there is no problems, there's something I'm going to learn from this. What, what, what can I gain from this? How can I shift this? I'm a deliberate creator. How can that, that's a little bit of contrast. How can I shift this into what I do want? What do I want? Why do I want it? How do I want to feel? That's true. What I like about the concept in your forward by Lisa Nichols, she talked about the first of many quantum leaps that I took. What I gather from that is quantum success is not the one thing. It's a series of different pieces that you put together. It's like you want to eat your meal. You just don't devour the whole plate with all the stuffings on it. It's one serving at a time. Yes. It's alignment and momentum. It's taking the first step. It's taking action. We're both physical and metaphysical. So the metaphysical part is aligning with what you want, how you want to feel, what the outcome you want, the goal that, you know, and knowing and believing and trusting yourself that you have what it takes to create it. And then allowing yourself to then take the physical action that it's creating strategies. It's, you know, who, looking for the job that's going to create the most money, but allowing also the both, both and, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. doing both. It's not just taking force and, and physical action, doing that and, and not believing in yourself and not thinking it's possible, not create, you know, aligning with pure potentiality. Just doing action alone is going to get you somewhere. We're physical beings. But it's when right. you align, it's like putting a turbo booster in your car, you're going to get there with action alone, but you're going to get there a lot faster and a lot more eloquently with, you know, with aligning. And, you know, a lot of times people think that success is just a straight linear line. It's not. Right. You know, it's, there's, there's things that we have to – opportunities for us to learn along the way. And if we're up, bumping up against things that we don't want, which is contrast, we get mm-hmm. to then refine and, and just say, oops, don't prefer that. I prefer <laughs> this instead. You know, so we need a little. We need to be a little bit more easy with this thing called life. We need to play a little bit more. We need to enjoy ourselves a little bit more. We need to focus less on the fact that there are problems and and really mm-hmm. see what the solutions are and see you know really focus on what we would love and and um, what success means for us because it doesn't mean the same thing for every person. So true. Is it a fair assumption to say that you are now living an essentialist lifestyle? 
<laughs> my husband, my husband would say no if you saw my closet. But uh, <laughs> yes, when I the, basically for those of you that didn't read the book, the essentialist is really in the way I can describe it in a short period of time um, is that if there's any place in your life that feels constriction or feels like there's negativity, really detaching from that and bringing in what's really important. And a lot of times it's not necessarily more is better, but more simple is better. And so I would rather have, for example, uh, less friends that are quality friendships than a bunch that aren't. Uh, um, You know, I'd rather have pretty pairs of shoes instead of having a bunch more that I don't wear. So, you know, it's, it's really important to see everything in our world takes up energy and space. And every time we are looking at something or giving our attention to something, um, it's ciphering off our, our power and our energy. And so when we can release the things that no longer work and no longer fulfill us and, you know, be, be in more of a simplified place and know what our priorities are and what things do fulfill us. Um, that's really living the essentialist life. <laughs> Beautiful. Where can someone go to buy your books, get more information about you and keep up with your latest happenings? Well, they're in every bookstore. Um, they're also obviously on Amazon, but I'm going to give a free copy to your listeners. They just, I just ask that they take care of the shipping so they can mm-hmm. go to quantum success com. So it's quantum successbook.com or you can go to christywhitman.com Wonderful. What is next for you? I'm just going to continue. I have two other books that have downloaded through me, so I am now Mm -hmm. working on the second of those two other books, or the first of those two other books, and I'm just going to continue to be of service and what comes down, what the boss says, I'm going to continue to do. (laughs) I just seek to serve the divine and, and, uh, you know, enjoy my life in that way. So um, I get to work on the fun projects that are, are given to me as what I call assignments. So Wonderful. Since we are about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? <clears throat> yes. So my recipe for living is really about taking the time to quiet your mind, taking the time to connect with the I am inside of you, mm-hmm. the God self mm-hmm. inside of you, the creator inside of you, whether it's through meditation, walking, you know, whatever it is. Um, also, taking time each day to play and laugh and giggle and whatever that play looks like for you. Sometimes it might be shopping for a woman or it might be playing ball for a guy or, you know, uh, there's so many different ways of playing, but really allowing that kid in you. I love that movie tag that just came out a little bit ago because it's a Mm -hmm. true story about guys that continue to play and they play tag with each other. So, um, Playing is really important and laughing and, and doing things that you really do enjoy. And um, those, are, those are my recipes for, for a good life. And, of course, surrounding yourself with people that you love. I'm very grateful for my, for my family, my husband and my two boys. And, and um, they keep me grounded and give me so much love and laughter. Fantastic. It's about investing in yourself first. And then that energy will permeate to everyone around you. Absolutely. Yeah, my commitment is always to my own self-growth and to releasing the limits and limitations because, you know, you and your life really are unlimited. It's just our minds that tell us that we're not. And so when you can devote yourself to releasing your limitations, your life opens up. It has to. It's law. 
So true. Chrissy, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me. I'm from my mama's kitchen talk radio to all our listeners. Please join me next Tuesday morning, September 25th. My guest will be Reverend Patricia Kaganello. She is the CEO and founder of Sacred Stories Media, a conscious online media network. Reverend Patricia and I will be having a conversation about her life's journey and her sacred mission in bringing positive change to our world through the power of resonance of our shared experiences. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Christy, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a blessed day and much success to your beautiful book. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on the show, Johnny. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. For new security. You know the guys that just, they never smile, whatever you do, what do you call them? Simon Cowell? Um, <laughs> fooled you. Next, new Ellen from America's Got Talent, Simon Cowell. Plus, Jason Mraz with Megan Trainer, And from life itself, Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I want you to go home and not be able to talk, and people are like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, I went to Ellen yesterday. Ellen, new season today at 3 on NBC5. Come on down to our farm stand. He's a legit farmer. <laughs> Dr. Oz suits up as a beekeeper. It's the oldest medicine we've ever had. Then, laughter is the best medicine with Jeff Foxworthy. While in the hot tub, Aunt Dottie told Kevin... You were conceived in a car wash. <laughs> Plus... He's already pounded that bottle. Adorable <laughs> barnyard animals take over our set. Next, Rachel. Rachel Ray. New season today at 1 on NBC5.